Today's episode of Lockdown Blackhawks is brought to you by RockAuto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. Make sure to check it out and tell them the Lockdown Podcast Network sent you. Your Lockdown Blackhawks, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome into the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Today is Thursday, July 1st. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can find me out on Twitter at JackBushman2, or you can also check out my Strictly Blackhawks account at TalkinHockey. Make sure to give it a follow for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. If you like what you're hearing today, then please be sure to go and subscribe to the podcast. You can also leave me a review if you want to as well. It's all free wherever you may listen to your podcast, whether that be through Apple Podcasts, Odyssey, Spotify, Google Podcasts, etc. And you'll be able to get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. Also, if you're on Twitter, then please go follow the Lockdown Blackhawks Twitter page. That can be found at capital L, capital O, underscore Blackhawks, with some really good content being posted there every day as well. Alright, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning into another episode of Lockdown Blackhawks. As always, be sure to go and smash that subscribe button if you haven't done so yet. I would greatly appreciate it. We got quite the show on tap here today, ladies and gentlemen. A boatload of news to dive into, which feels kind of weird for a team not in the Stanley Cup final this time of year. Um, But we'll start with the big news coming from none other than the captain, Jonathan Taze himself. Yesterday, Taze posted a video on Twitter announcing that he has been back on the ice in Chicago recently with some of his teammates and is starting to feel a little bit more like himself and the Jonathan Taze of old. And... The hope for him is that he will be able to return to the Blackhawks for the 2021-2022 season. Now, before we go and say that Taze is officially back back for next year, I want to remind everyone not to get too far ahead of themselves. Yes, everything is looking much better and trending in the right direction, but what Taze also announced is that What he's been dealing with for the past uh, year or so now, that's called chronic immune response system, which uh, is kind of just an umbrella term that two separate doctors gave him for having these inexplicable symptoms. He was unexplainably tired. He'd have no energy getting out of bed. Uh, His breathing was irregular. His nose was stuffy. Lots of different things were going on that Taze nor doctors really could explain. And while he is feeling better at the moment and has strung together uh, a lot of days uh, of feeling good, there's no saying if these things are ever going to come back or not. So, yes, Taze is hoping that he will be able to go for the start of next season. That is his official goal. And, yeah, things are heading in that direction, but... Even he said that it's more so of a goal than an expectation, you know. Taze knows now better than himself. There's just no one can predict what is going to come tomorrow. So, um, yes, everything's looking good, but Jonathan Taze still, you know, there's still ways to go for him to be back on the ice and game ready come opening night. But regardless of what happens in the future, it's so great to see that Not only is, you know, Taze back on the ice with some of his good buddies, he's been skating with 
uh, Jake Wise, Vinny Henestrosa, and Connor Murphy recently. They've been skating the other last couple of weeks in Chicago. Um, but it's also just so relieving to hear that he's feeling much, much better. And again, more like the Jonathan Tays of the past decade. But it was a scary time for him for sure. Uh, and once again, if you don't have a subscription to The Athletic at this point, I'm not sure what you're doing. Yesterday, Mark Lazarus dropped uh, a great article just sort of detailing exactly what Taze has been through for the past year. It actually started, uh, he started feeling this way even before the bubble postseason run that the Hawks went on. And somehow, uh, Taze fought through it and was able to muster up a pretty strong series to help the Blackhawks defeat the Edmonton Oilers. But in that second round series against Vegas, things got worse and really got magnified there. And uh, he wasn't even able to hit the ice in the final seconds of what wound up being the final game of that year for the Blackhawks at Game 5 against the Vegas Golden Knights. And a lot of fans were like, why isn't Jonathan Taze on the ice in crunch time? And Jeremy Carlton actually took a lot of heat for that decision, but there were other things that we didn't know Taze was dealing with where he said in that sit-down conversation with Mark Lazarus, he's like, I, I couldn't do anything on the ice. I could barely stand. So um, more than we knew was going on with Jonathan Taze even at that time. But again, definitely go check out that article by Mark Lazarus if you haven't yet. Uh, it, it's a great sit-down interview with Taze. And for the most part, he was pretty honest and open about what he had been dealing with. Uh, and I, first off, I, I couldn't imagine what he was going through. As I said, waking up every day, having no motivation, no energy, or even really a desire to get out of bed. And there were even some days where he didn't want to, he couldn't look at his phone. He couldn't answer text messages or uh, answer people's phone calls. And the scary part was no one could tell him why he was feeling this way. And for a guy like Taze, you know, who's pretty good about taking care of his body and takes training and that kind of stuff super seriously. I mean, he is Captain Serious for a reason. Um, I'm sure it was driving him absolutely nuts not to know what was wrong with him. But uh, a great announcement from the captain yesterday on Twitter to uh, address that, you know, very odd scenario of what caused him to miss the entire 2021 campaign. But super pumped to hear that. It's looking like a, a pretty good possibility that Taze will be able to rejoin the Blackhawks as their top-line center for the upcoming season if things continue to go well. All right, there are the latest updates from none other than the captain, Jonathan Taze himself. Coming up in just a moment, it's time to get into the latest rumors surrounding veteran defenseman Duncan Keith's future in Chicago. But first, I need to talk to you all about rockauto.com. Rock Auto is a family business that's been serving auto parts customers online for over 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of different manufacturers. Why would you choose to spend 30%, 50%, or even as much as 100% more for the exact same parts at a chain store or at a new car dealership? Chain stores and car dealerships have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers, but rockauto.com's prices are the same for everybody and they're always reliably low. The rockauto.com catalog is also remarkably unique and super easy to navigate. You can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle, and you can even choose the brands, specifications, and the prices that you prefer. 
Best of all, the prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low, and they're also the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. So why spend up to twice as much for the same parts when you can go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts that you'll ever need for your car or truck for the best possible prices. Welcome back to the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. I just finished up discussing Jonathan Taze's major announcement on Twitter yesterday. Moving on now, it's time to get into another bit of big Blackhawks news that shook social media yesterday. And that was the report from TSN's Elliot Friedman stating that the Blackhawks are potentially working on a trade to send three-time Stanley Cup champion and two-time Norris Trophy winner Duncan Keith to a team either in the Pacific Northwest or somewhere in Western Canada. So basically, the Vancouver Canucks, Seattle Kraken, Calgary Flames, Winnipeg Jets, or Edmonton Oilers. And the reason for these potential talks is because there are rumors surfacing that Keith would like to be closer to home and his family for the final years of his NHL career. Keith grew up in Winnipeg, Manitoba, and his son, along with most of Keith's family, all live in Pennington, British Columbia. And apparently you'd like to be closer to them if possible. Now, before Blackhawks fans go in a frenzy, which I guess it's already too late for that. Uh, right after Friedman's tweet was posted, fans already started to lose their minds on Twitter. Um, but according to a report from Pierre Lebrun, a trade isn't necessarily imminent, and nothing is close to it at this point. But the Hawks are trying to see if there's a possible fit for Keith on one of those teams that I mentioned a moment ago. There's no guarantee that happens. And something to consider also is that um, it's un- it's pretty unlikely that teams are really in the market for a soon-to-be 38-year-old defenseman that's carrying a $5.5 million cap hit over the next two seasons. Now, the actual dollar amount that Keith is owed is team-friendly, but because of COVID and the flat cap at $81.5 million, teams probably aren't just going to take on that contract willingly. The Blackhawks would likely, A, either have to retain some of that salary for Keith, or B, throw in a bit of a sweetener in order to get the deal done. And I don't know if that's worth getting rid of Keith at this point. So, once again, you know, let's not get too far ahead of ourselves right now, because there are still a lot of things that would have to go right in order to get this deal done. And then, of course, Keith would also have to waive his full no-movement clause, which it sounds like he could do. Um, But the spot, you know, still would have to be somewhere he's interested in going. Who knows if he wants to go play for Calgary or Edmonton or wants to take a gamble on being part of an expansion team in Seattle. But I will say that if the Blackhawks do find a way to uh, unleash Keith and his $5.5 million cap hit, you know, without having to sweeten the pot by giving up too much, then I personally, as tough as it is to say, I would be all for it. Like, look, trust me, it would absolutely break my heart to see Duncan Keith put on another sweater after spending, you know, his entire historic 16-year career here in Chicago. But let's look at the facts here for a minute. 
Again, Keith is going to be 38 years old this season. That doesn't exactly fit the mold of the rebuild here in Chicago. Even if we were to rebuild successfully, it's still probably at least two or three years away from being really good once again. And by that time, Duncan Keith's going to be on the final year of his contract or if he still wanted to even continue playing, probably signing one-year deals to stay here in Chicago. Um, And at that point, he'd be 40, 41 years old. So let's not forget about Duncan Key's age and what the Blackhawks are trying to accomplish at the moment. Um, At the same time, I'm not trying to knock on Keith. I I still truly believe he is a serviceable defenseman and could be a really good third-pairing guy on a solid team if you get the right guy next to him. But for the Blackhawks and the position they're in right now, looking... Looking to next year, he's still probably going to be serving as a second-pairing defenseman at least next season, and that's really not what this team needs to be doing right now, and I don't think Keith in that role will help this team all that much. You look at his numbers the past couple years, they've been pretty atrocious. I love him, but this does kind of seem like it would be the right sort of time to cut ties. Also, if they do shed his contract in that $5.5 million cap hit, then the team will also have more room to go out and potentially land that future number one defenseman they're rumored to be in the market for, aka Dougie Hamilton, Seth Jones. They would have even more available cap space to go out and get one of those guys, and then also potentially even more. Because even with Keith still on the roster, the Blackhawks are in a pretty good spot financially right now. So it makes sense for that reason as well. And then there's the upcoming Seattle expansion draft because with Keith gone potentially, of course, that would open up another protection spot and then the team could theoretically protect both Nikita Zadorov and Riley Stillman if that's the route they wanted to go. Now, they they still got to decide if they want to pay Zadorov close to that $6 million price tag that he's asking for. I personally wouldn't, and I hope they don't. But if for some reason they do, then trading Keith would allow them to protect him in the expansion draft as well and not risk losing uh, a young guy they like a lot in Riley Stillman. So from an organizational perspective, it kind of does make sense to try and move Duncan Keith right now if we don't have to take on you know too much of the money or have to throw in a good prospect or a, a good player or something. And if he wants to be closer to his family for the final stages of his career and possibly also um, not go through this rebuild stage here in Chicago and possibly go try and win another Stanley Cup before it's all said and done, after all he's done for this organization, um, I mean, without Duncan Keith, I'm not sure if we win one of those Stanley Cups from 2010 to 2015. I mean, he was the best defenseman in the league without a doubt during that time period, and he could really do it all. Um, and look at the numbers, what he did in the postseason. The guy was playing, He, I believe he has two postseasons where he averaged over 30 minutes of ice time per game. And in in those postseason runs, it's not like the Blackhawks were out in the first series. No, they were playing like well over 20 games, and he was averaging 30 minutes of ice time per game in the playoffs, playing the most rugged style of hockey you can imagine. After all he's done, I think the Blackhawks, um, you know, should do him right and should be looking into a trade if that's what he's wanting to do. Uh, Of course, I would love to see him 
retire as a Blackhawk, but I completely understand that at this point of his career, he's kind of got other intentions than the organization does. And um, if he doesn't want to be, again, part of this rebuild and would like to be closer to his son and his family, it makes sense. And I think the Blackhawks should be exploring all those options because it makes sense for them as well. Um, So we'll just have to wait and see what transpires with this situation in the next couple of months. But I got to say, it's pretty weird to think we could have potentially already seen Duncan Keith's final game in a Blackhawks sweater without even knowing it. All right, there are the details on Duncan Keith possibly being traded by the Blackhawks to somewhere in the Northwest. Coming up in just a minute, we still got to get into 20-year-old defenseman Adam Boquist's 2021 season recap. But first, I need to talk to you all about betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts, and be sure to use our promo code LOCKEDON, one word in all caps, to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Major League Baseball is back. The NBA and NHL playoffs are getting to their final rounds. UFC is in full swing all year round. And you can get all the latest news, odds, and info with Bet Online. They have real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's also free to sign up. So don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Head on over to the website, or you can also use your mobile device to sign up today. And be sure to use our exclusive promo code, LOCKEDON, that's one word in all caps, to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, we're back here on the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast. I just wrapped up talking about Elliot Friedman's report that the Blackhawks are potentially looking to trade veteran defenseman Duncan Keith. Before I finish up the show today, I still got to get into defenseman Adam Boquist's 2021 season recap. So for Boquist, this was obviously his second season in the NHL after being a first-round pick back in 2018. But this was kind of his first year expecting to be a full-time NHL. Or last season, uh, there was talk of where he was going to start the year. He ended up starting in Rockford, wasn't there for all that long, then got called up, um, bounced in and out of the lineup a little bit. And honestly, they probably rushed him along a little bit up with the Blackhawks. Boquist, he only played one season in the OHL with the London Knights first off, and then the next thing you know, he plays for like a week in Rockford, and all of a sudden he's up at the NHL level playing in Chicago. I personally just thought they kind of rushed him along a little bit last year, and I think that showed, especially when they were taking on uh, the Edmonton Oilers and the Vegas Golden Knights in the bubble last summer. But this time around, I think everyone, including Boquist, expected to be in the NHL for the entirety of the season. And unfortunately, the kid just couldn't catch a break. Uh, It started earlier on in the year uh, while he was living with Alex DeBrinckit. Both he and the cat had to miss a couple of weeks because of COVID. 
Um, he lived in Dabrinkit's basement. I'm still, uh, I don't remember if Boquist contracted COVID himself, but I know Dabrinkit had it. Um, I think Boquist, I'm not sure. I, I think he did though, but I'm not positive. Don't, don't quote me on that. But still that forced him to miss uh, a couple of weeks of the season, which was already shortened by nearly 30 games. And then of course, at the end of the year, Boquist suffered that broken wrist, um, which forced him to miss the, the final few contests of the season. So all in all, in what was supposed to be, as I said, his first year as a full-time NHLer, Boquist wound up playing only uh, 35 of the Blackhawks, playing in, excuse me, 35 of the Blackhawks, 56 games this season. But overall, when he was healthy and in the lineup, I really liked what I saw for the most part from Adam Boquist, especially on the defensive side of things. I really thought he took a big step in the right direction there, and we saw him make um, a ton of great plays this season. A lot of sliding uh, sliding plays to break up a two-on-one. He did that on numerous occasions. And I also thought he, he just got a lot more responsible and clean with his exits out of the zone and his stick work in transition. I, I really thought that he was really impressive in that area this season. So I, I was really happy overall with the improvements that he made to the defensive side of his game. Offensively, however, I feel like I just need to see a little bit more from this kid because we all know he has some absurd talent on the back end, but we just really haven't seen it all that much. We haven't seen him, in my opinion, be aggressive enough in that part of his game because in 35 games a season, Boquist only scored two goals. He did add 14 assists for 16 points, which in comparison to his rookie year, he had 13 points in 41 games. So uh, he was overall better production-wise. He did get better in that area, but the goal scoring took a little bit of a dip, and that was one thing I didn't really see coming. And again, I feel like he just wasn't aggressive enough with the puck on his stick. He didn't want to shoot the puck. He was a little reluctant and a little bit timid with the puck on his stick. Honestly, um, Bokey, we know you can light it up, buddy. It's, It's just a matter of going and doing it at this point. Anyways, looking at some of his other numbers, uh, he had 14 penalty minutes in his 30 ga- uh, 35 games played, so um, seven minor penalties, basically not horrible, not great. Um, I guess for being so young, you know, and defense coming into the year not exactly being a strong suit of his game, that, that's pretty solid, you know, I'll, I'll take that. Uh, one other thing I definitely wanted to talk about, though, for sure, was Boquist's power play points, because half of his assists this season came on the power play. He's shown that he has um, great poise and great vision from the point. He can set up his teammates, but now it's about adding that goal-scoring ability from the top as well because that would give the Blackhawks another crucial weapon that that they really have been missing as of late. Duncan Keith got some power play time last couple years, and his offense just isn't what it used to be. Um, if Boquist, this is his time. If he wants to take over as the, the only defenseman probably on that top power play unit, then he has to develop that goal scoring ability on the man advantage as well. One other stat I thought was interesting, and I definitely wanted to be sure to bring up, Boquist 
had just 39 shots on goal in his 35 games played. As I said, I thought he was a little too timid with the puck on his stick this season, and it shows in the shots on goal department. For a guy with his talent, he has to be putting the puck on more. He, you gotta be averaging more than a shot on goal per game. Um, that's probably the number, to be honest, of his that I was the most disappointed with this year because we, we've seen him have the ability to score these highlight real goals, and when he gets involved down low in the offensive zone, I mean, he, he can score from tough angles, and he has a great shot. I don't know why he was so reluctant to show it this season, um, but that... I mean, when he only put 39 shots on goal, it's not, he didn't shoot 2% or, you know, 1% like Calvin DeHaan and uh, Duncan Keith did. He shot almost 6%. So it's not about, it's just about him trusting his shot at this point. He's got to have more than just one per game next season for the Blackhawks. He's just not taking full advantage of the skill set that he has, and we really need him to do so uh, for the Blackhawks in the future. Uh, another, looking at his time on ice, another number that I wanted to talk about, Boquist averaged 16 minutes and 59 seconds per game. So basically 17 minutes, which I thought was honestly a perfect range for him this year, because when he was playing well, that would get up closer to that 18 and 19 minute mark. And when he had nights when he was struggling, which is going to happen to a 20 year old at the NHL level, then Carlton had him closer to that 14 or 15 minute mark. And honestly, Kudos to Jeremy Colleton because I thought he really handled Boquist's ice time very well this season. And after how he made those adjustments defensively and just getting another season of uh, professional hockey under his belt, I really think that could get closer to that. Um, he'll, he'll be comfortable and ready to get closer to that 18 or 19 minutes per game like I just mentioned a minute ago if things continue to go well. Um... The last stat I wanted to mention for Boquist, or I guess stats that I wanted to mention, were his giveaways and takeaways. 21 giveaways for Boquist compared to just 7 takeaways. So, while he did make some strides defensively, um, there's still a ways for him to go to become that reliable top 4 guy that the Blackhawks need him to become eventually because he just he, he's, he doesn't force many turnovers in the defensive zone. And I don't really know if that's ever going to be a strength of his game. He has the ability to break up plays and be in the right place at the right time. But along the boards and taking the puck away from someone and going the other direction, I don't know if that's ever going to be um, the best part of Adam Boquist's game. But at the same time, while the the ratio doesn't look good, the the turn the takeaways to giveaways ratio, um, twenty one giveaways isn't like it, it's not a ton for 35 games played. I mean, Zadorov and Calvin DeHaan, and probably even Duncan Keith, I think he was one of my first season recaps, so I don't exactly remember how many he had, but I know it wasn't good. Um, so probably all three of those guys uh, were way worse than Boquist was in that department. So while he's not forcing a ton of turnovers, he's also not committing a lot of them himself, and that's always important for a puck-moving defenseman too. So, taking all of this into consideration, I think I am going to give Adam Boquist a flat B for his performance in 2021. I'm going to agree with all the voters out there. 46% voted for Boquist to get a B, and 45% actually voted for him to get a C, which I was a little surprised by because 
Overall, as I said, he did get better on defense, and this time around, you know, he wasn't a complete liability in his own zone. I know the offense was eh, but I do think it's just a matter of time for him in that area. We just need to see him be a little more consistent and definitely more aggressive. But overall, I thought it was a very promising and productive year for Boquist in his 35 games played, and I think a B is more than fair for how he performed on the back end for the Chicago Blackhawks at just 20 years of age. Alright, ladies and gentlemen, I think that will wrap up Thursday, July 1st episode of Locked On Blackhawks. Can't believe we're in July already. Uh, thank you again for tuning into the show, and be sure to subscribe to the Locked On Blackhawks podcast. It's free. Go do so right now on your favorite podcast app, and you can get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. And after the show, go get more of the sports news that you need in less time with our new Locked On Today podcast. Peter Bukowski hosts Locked On Today, which is a daily podcast breaking down the biggest stories with analysis from our local experts. Start your day with all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes by following Locked On Today wherever you get your podcasts. Once again, thank you for tuning into today's episode. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can catch me on Twitter at my personal account, at JackBushman2, or you could also check out my Strictly Blackhawks account, at TalkinHockey, for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. For any questions at all regarding anything related to the show, you can always email LockedOnBlackhawks at gmail.com. You can also hit me on one of my Twitter accounts, or you can call 708-653-0572 to leave a voicemail. So until tomorrow's episode... Thanks again for listening to the Locked On Blackhawks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.